So it is two o'clock and we will start on time. And I'm Birgit, you all know me, and I want to thank you for joining me today. And we're taking a look at our Backgrounds and Shadows um, online course here. So what, as you know, you'll be able to see the recording on the class board. And also I'm starting these audio podcasts. So if you can't, uh, watch it visually, you can always uh, listen to the podcast. So, oops, somebody is unmuted there. Let's mute them. Make sure you're muted. So in the chat box, let's go ahead and get started with that. Why don't you write where you're coming from? So uh, we have an idea of, of the variety of places that people are coming from. And uh, hopefully you can see that. If you can't see the chat box, you'll see it on the lower screen. So that way you can communicate with me. And if you are writing a question in there and I'm not addressing it, because it's hard for me to uh, look at the paintings, talk and uh, read all this at the same time, I'm just not that fast that way, that if somebody sees a question that they would like addressed, just jump in. So we've got uh, Rita from Minnesota and Cindy from Arkansas and Shirley from Naples. Kathy from Lascala, West, okay, <laughs> and Nancy from Fountain Hills. Awesome, this is wonderful. And Monique from um, uh, Quebec. And, uh, oops, we've got, see, I'm gonna be a ninja on this microphone getting you. <laughs> Trying to make sure that everybody is muted there. And again, please check your microphone in case uh, you know, if I am, I don't want to be distracted by the sound in the background trying to uh, mute your mic. So make sure that that's muted. All right. So we've got a lot of paintings to look at. And before we get started, let's just let me take a look at some notes that I made here. We already went over the tools, and everybody's in a different place in the course, depending on your life and your schedule and all this. The, the meeting should go for about an hour. And at least I'm going to try to stick to that. And um, in what, the most current article of Watercolor Artist Magazine, I was trying to find that. I know I have it around here somewhere. I'm um, in, it's our 25th anniversary, and I am fortunate enough to be in this wonderful article with Lauren McCracken and, um, oh gosh, Michael Reardon, both amazing artists. So if you have a chance, take a look at that. And... Today we're gonna to be looking at the quince and the apple blossom, so both of them equally. And let's see, if you have any questions, let's see, go ahead and write them in the um, comment box. I see that we have Barb from Missouri and Teresa from uh, Portugal. Nice to see you, Teresa and Sarah from Southern California. Are you Kaya? Sorry, you're not Southern California. And Lorraine from Laguna Beach. What's nice about doing this here, in, and then we have Gail from uh, South Berwick, Maine. What's wonderful about doing this and finding out where everybody's coming from is sometimes you might have somebody next to you or locally that you could actually end up painting with. So. It's just a nice connection. Then the other thing I wanted to mention to you is that I am just finishing up this orchids course. If you can see behind me here, you'll see some of the orchids. I'm gonna mention this because I was trying to get it ready for um, Valentine's Day and I'm, and I'm still working on the pricing. And what's interesting about this is a different kind of background really smooth transitional wash through here and a graded, gradiated wash through there and getting a rich intensity of color in the greens. And also you can see this one down here, which is a pink orchid. Now that's a PDF file, actually. Uh, I, I couldn't find the, uh, the video editing or the, the film to edit on this, but it's in a PDF form. And it's the same thing, like you can see that green one up there. Now that is the same composition and mentally, it's such a challenge for us to try to uh, see something and then completely change the color. So that's really the important thing about that particular lesson. And I think, I think you're really going to enjoy this along with those other ones back there. So 
what I was going to do is offer the interactive course and then the non-interactive, and then I thought I'd even split it up to give you, uh, I'm toying with this idea, and your feedback's always very important to me because I thought the basic, and then you could always add on the other ones to keep the cost down, That's but that would be non-interactive. Anyway, that's, that's some of the things that I had in the mix there. So, Going back to, uh, we have Chela from Santa Cruz. And hi, Chela. Uh, I saw this amazing anemone this weekend, Chela. She is a marine biologist. She's completely going to appreciate that. And okay, let's make sure everybody's muted. We need to make sure your microphones are muted. We don't want to hear that background noise. All right, so we're going to actually get started in just a second and take a look at. Um, the paintings, but I was wondering, does anybody have a question about, is anybody having a struggle that they would like, or a, um, some type of comment that they want to make right now? Are you enjoying the course? Is there something that you would like to see different in there? Are you having a struggle with anything? Um, so you can go ahead and write that in there. The, so I'll mention some, we had a meeting yesterday on waves and water and somebody asked whether or not you needed to have the, uh, is there a right or wrong side of the paper? I think all of you that are in this course know you're more advanced, so you're more intermediate advanced, most of you, that you can really paint on, you can paint on either side. And that's the beautiful thing about it. And the watermark is always in the, you know, you can have it in the right hand corner, but I don't care where I put it. I don't care if it's on the top or the bottom, front or back. So that was part of their question. The other thing we noticed is that um, I discussed this in a previous meeting that the arches paper seemed to be really different. And I did a demonstration down in Tucson and the paper did not react the same way. And I got a new batch, they replaced it and it seems to be fine. But then we had a student yesterday that had um, uh, some 140 pound paper and what happened, they still had the same problem with it. It was um, um, very absorbent. Okay, so I see we have a question here. I'm gonna try to find their, I just see, I see a raised hand. So if you are on the iPad with your raised hand and you want to speak or, because with the iPad, I don't think you can do the chat. So if you are interested in mentioning, or let me unmute you here. Let's see if you had a question. If I can, there we go. I'll okay. There we go. There we go. Hi. I was, hi. <laughs> I was just here earlier. My little granddaughter just left, so I couldn't really work on my painting, but I was joking with her. So I got a D minus in spattering oh. because <laughs> this huge bulb of paint just came and <laughs> right in the middle of the leaf. But that wasn't my question. Oh, okay. I was wondering, I know you do some really large paintings. Do you tr trace and do that whole uh, procedure to get your painting on your paper? You do the same thing. You need to have, like, so it's been, what was actually interesting is that, like we all, I'm gonna mute you, I might mute you in a minute because there's some background noise there. So what happened? I'm gonna go ahead and I'm, I'm gonna mute you for a second. So what happens, how I learned to simplify the way that I have my paintings, you can see that they have detail, but it's not, not to me anyway, not absolutely photorealistic. And it has um, simplicity, but enough detail in there to get the point across and the person knows what it is. So basically how that was, was if I could find that article, I would be able to show you is the, um, my paintings used to be more detailed and tight and little brushes, but then I got really tired of all that detail. I wanted to simplify and get larger, wanted to expand. And that's a whole nother story about my journey on, on how that all worked out. But, um, as I was expanding and simplifying and, and learning more, I just wanted to play with color and large washes and then getting larger with my paper. Now, the challenging thing with, with that is I was working with 140 by 60 triple elephant paper. So they would take up 
you know, a huge, and I would do diptychs and triptychs of that. They would take up a whole wall. And I was just in that as a series of painting really large. But what happens is you can't see what you're doing. And that's what helped me simplify it because I would have to go out on the deck, get away out of my studio and then look back and then come back and then work on it and do the design. And then when it came to the actual painting part, I would put it on a piece of foam core, just like we have our little uh, 300 pound paper here. I would put it on a piece of foam core and then I'd have to work with large areas of water. So we didn't have that, that line, you know, um, Let's see, how do I describe it? So like, let's say I have an enormous flower and I want to cover a large area. I can only add water up, to, I can pull the water all the way out and then add my color over here. And then it'll slowly transition across. And if I have enough clean water, it's there won't be any pigment that makes it to that line. And then it'll dry and be invisible. So once that dries, then I'll have to come back in and do another section. And when I was working that large, I did not know how I was going to carry that intensity down into a smaller flower. It just kind of died. But after years of working with it, I was able to do that. And that's what's amazing. It's great for traveling. And um, that's why I work on the half sheets because I, when it comes to traveling and workshops or when I do the filming because it fits nicely into that. The other thing about working with those 40 by 60 pound, uh, 40 by 60 panels was um, the framing was a bear. Like I preferred doing my own framing. I would do it in metal frames. I liked that because the seams wouldn't split. And then I thought, well, I'll just get better and have wood frames. The problem with that um, is that depending on the moisture, the seams split. And then that's a lot of money that goes out. So then I ended up not wanting to paint that large anymore because it was just the expense. And now if you are trying to find out where to get paper like that, you can order it online. It's called uh, Triple Elephant, but it's usually not under that name. You will see it under 1,140 pound, 1,114 pound paper, I think it's 14. And, um, then you'd have to deal with shipping charges. So hopefully that long answer took care of your question there. All right, any other questions? And um, Laureen asked, can you chat uh, from your iPad? I don't think so. We've had some people that had problems with that. So uh, if you, I know that you can speak from your iPad, and if you find that microphone, just go ahead and unmute yourself or raise your hand. There's a spot on there and I will look for that and then uh, try to get you on that. Um, and Melanie says she's loving the course and she's definitely learning lots and it's uh, taking her a bit longer. That's another reason why we ended up making this into a six week course because it's, I usually had it as a four week and it gives you time to work on it. So, all right, why don't we get started and look at the paintings? Uh, unless anybody has any other questions. Okay, great, let's get started. And let's start with, um, let's see, I'm gonna just show you this on the screen so you, because I'm looking at it right now. These are the orchids. And let me move this off to the side. And then I can make sure I've got my microphone. I see somebody else is talking, or has their microphone off. There we go. Always check your microphone because you don't want us to hear those background noises. And let's go ahead. Okay, let's start, how about I'm gonna start with the uh, apple blossom, I think. Let's take a look at that. Let's go back to this for just a second and I'll move some tools over to the side. And there's a reason why I wanted to show you this first. Okay, let's get on with this. Let's look through the paintings quickly. And you can see how different they are. And what's nice about this is that somebody has interpreted their, um, 
the idea, the concept of the blossom into another blossom here, their own composition. And I did a little cropping. So we'll just do a little talk on that in just a moment. We saw this one last week, but there's a reason for that. Did I put it in here? Okay. Let's just look at all of these. That's also some cropping. And okay, one thing, I'll mention this right now since it's brought to my attention. Now, you can see by having that darker color next to this light petal, it really brings clarity to the flower. So that's part of why I say adding that dark color in the background. All right, so let's go to the top and start here. Now, what I liked with this one here, it's, uh, it doesn't have the same type of shadows in here. It, it does, but doesn't. And I think you've done an absolutely excellent job with that soft shadow, very light. And even this, you know, that, that little wiggle in here, that shadow, it doesn't bother me. I kind of like it in a way. And everything else because I think you've got everything else is so harmonious through your painting and that's not that dark. So actually I'm curious. Let's see if we decided um, to, I'm just curious. I can do this with this little tool. If I wanted to remove that, I think I can do that. Let's go. That way you can see what it would look like if you didn't have it in there. So now if you didn't have it in there, your focus goes into another, uh, another direction. You start looking more towards the center and in the background. And let's move this over. But then with that in there, I think, I think that works out very nicely. I you know, you may not all agree with uh, some of, I'm just gonna move these little tools over to the side and they all seem to have a mind of their own. But I like how this balances out with the background and down here. So your eye actually travels through. So if we looked at this, like you can look through here, you can see how your eye just kind of wanders around. Even that big scribble that I'm doing it, doing on the painting here, you can see that your eye really travels. Okay. Let's make Okay, make sure your mics are muted. All right, and then let's go back to this one here. And so, um, so anyway. Hold on. Um, okay, wrapping, wrapping. Could you make sure that you keep your microphone muted, please? Because we don't want to hear background noise. So, Keep that mic because once I share a screen, I can't get to those tools. So that's why we need to take care of it. Make sure that you manage that. All right. And then let's take a look at this one. Now here you don't have your dark background or you don't have a background in and you've got wonderful shape in here, but there isn't any shadow. But what I really think is great about this is that you can see by the placement of your color by having it on both sides here, Oh, let's see if I can get that little tool down. Nope, doesn't want to behave. That you have this nice highlight in the center and it just changes the shape. And as we go along, you'll see some of the other paintings and how you could just, or actually we go right back up here, how this little shadow here, even though it's not that dark, it really ends up pushing it back. So I find these two very interesting and very different how that highlight here and the darker color on both sides, it's not even that dark, just pulls it forward. And then by having this shadow and even that shadow right up here pushes it back. So and I, I do think that you could do a little tiny bit of definition right in that center there, not much, just like with a little line, just a tiny bit, just a, something similar to that, just to um, pull it together, because it is excellent this way. All right, get out of that. And here, we need to go darker with your background. Let's go down here. 
get a tool. And I wouldn't suggest the blue, but I'm just trying to give you an idea of what it's gonna look like. And this shadow is a little solid, it's a little flat. So that can also happen when you uh, use a hairdryer. So just be aware of that, that if you are using a hairdryer to speed up your process, just be careful because it can flatten and sometimes that's fine. It all depends on the effect that you wanna get. And if we go darker right through here, you can start to see your flower starting to evolve and show up through here. So I'm gonna basically be repeating the same thing to most of the paintings. We all have the same issue. And this shadow right here, I would not have it as straight. So what I would do is try to soften that and you can just use a damp brush or you could put your color in here like if you had color right in here and then with clean water transition it out to there. We want to get rid of that hard line. And then let's clear that. Okay, and then this is really beautiful. I think you've done such a wonderful job with your colors and it's very gentle. I love it. And the only thing that bothered me a little bit, but again, it's all personal because I'm not the artist, it's your, your painting, but this little broken branch, and that might be something that you absolutely loved in this painting, and that's fine. But what I'm thinking is that it just kind of stops here and there's all this space right up here. Okay, so let's tool there's a lot of space up in this area and a lot of space down here now i think that you've done an excellent job with your branch and your petals and your buds everything is wonderful i just think the it, it could be cropped a little bit and that's just me personally so that's why i went ahead and i tried to give you a couple other ideas so if you can let's see let's go down here all right, so you can see how that way there's not as much attention going up to that branch. And that's just what I think, but I, you know, you are the artist. And then I thought, well, maybe I'd like to see more of the bottom part in here. So then this way is just an entirely different feeling. I think I'd like to show, see a little bit of this top branch and I like more of this bottom area, but I did not particularly want to see all of that but then again i'm curious why don't you write in the comment box what you think you know how about all of you i'd like to know do you like the one with more of that surrounding background i mean the background is excellent i love the colors it feels wonderful do you like to see that much space around it or do you like it cropped a little bit more or a heavier bottom so I'd be curious to see what you think. And then this one, I think we, we may have looked at this last week, but I wasn't sure and I wanted to make sure that I got it in. So you've got a lot of wonderful color in here, very, very vibrant. And this leaf just kind of disappears, so you may want to go a little bit darker. And see, we have a chat that came in, so let me just double check. And Barb says that she likes the cropped version. Do you know which version you like? Do you like it with the heavier bottom? Oh, thank you. Thank you, Sarah. Oh, okay, so Barb, um, like, let me know, do you like it cropped with the heavier bottom or the one, you know, just, just write your comments in there. All right, that would be wonderful. I'd love to hear that. All right, and then I think that this is very colorful, but it might be a little too bright, but again, you're the artist. So if you like it that way, that's really all that matters. And what I'm going to do here is I am going to show you this leaf disappears. So I would go a little bit darker back here. And of course, you're gonna do a better job than I am with this little tool. But now, by going darker there, you can see your leaf, and you could incorporate some of that darker color right up here, and right there. So you don't need to do much. You can leave it light over here, just those two areas, and then you can see your leaf, which is awesome. 
I'm just curious if we break up some of those petals there. I don't like these being uh, these two spots that I just put in, so I would eliminate one of those. All right, that's so this is great as is, but if you want to see your leaf, go a little darker around it, not on top of it. All right, now we looked at this one last week, and I like how um, you handled the background on this, but it it can be distracting because it followed the line of the branch and flower. And then I see that you did another one, and I just wanted to put both of them together so you could really see the difference. So by having those defined lines and that pattern, you start to see the pattern. You could also go a little darker down here to see that leaf if you want. But then, and you did, it's just different. It's not necessarily darker on the bottom, but you can see there's contrast. And by having this darker area up here in that uh, idea of the circles, but not necessarily so defined, you've really brought your flower forward. So you've done an absolutely excellent job. Be careful. Uh, I think this is fine, but just be careful. Don't get carried away with too much detail in the leaf because otherwise your eye is going to go right to that. And we want the eye, since you've got this wonderful soft um, blending in the background, we wanted to travel through the entire painting. And I was looking at your shadows over here of the stamens because I wanted to make sure that they weren't an, a different color and they aren't. So you've got a nice uh, harmonizing of your shadow on the petals and down into your uh, stamen shadows down here. So I am thinking about something. I'm gonna grab my tool. So as you uh, come out here, like when you're adding some shadow into this puddle, I'm glad you didn't add more than that. And it works, but it does work. But you can see that these lines that we have got very defined lines, that can also bring our attention from here to over here. So we're, we're, we're kind of in our mind matching up a pattern that's that we see but so want to be careful with that and what I would do is when you do this is to soften those edges a little bit you don't have to soften all of it just part of it and you don't necessarily even have to do it now but just be aware of it for the future and you also want to be careful that the value of the shadow is not necessarily all the same through here. So you've got the darker shadow here and here, and then this is lighter. This should actually have some more dark color because that is underneath this petal. So let's see if I got... Now, it really depends on however the light is on the... I can't even remember what it looks like on the reference photo. And I'm looking at my uh, painting here that I do have some of it that is pretty much similar, but I might have a mingling of colors so that can offset it. So let's see if we break that up a little bit, like maybe get a little lighter, change the value so it transitions gently through that area. And then let's go ahead and get a darker shadow down here. It doesn't need to be that dark. Or even if it was dark, darker there, and then you transitioned with water over here, and I don't want you to go too dark up here, but you just want to pull it a little bit more into it. You can think about it. You don't, don't feel like you absolutely have to do it, but what I end up doing, whenever I question something, I have to stand back. So continue to step away from your painting. Okay, let's see where we're at. And then this one here, I know that I mentioned to the artist to go a little darker in the background to try to offset that heaviness of the lines in the center, but unfortunately they went a little bit darker in the center here. So that, um, it was not necessarily what I was trying to relay. But what you could do is wet it and use that Mr. Clean Eraser and just roll it around over the top of it because I think this area is a little too dark. Go in here and get a tool. 
like lighten that value up a little bit. And then when you have these brush lines, try not to have them be as heavy. So when we're doing that, you have the stroke of color going down and make sure to use that number 30 or um, change the amount of pressure on your brush to vary it. Try to avoid a point like that. So let me move this around. Let's see what we can do. And if, if you are here and you have any questions, you are welcome to comment. So what I'm doing is trying to lighten a few things up here. And let's see. Okay, so you could lift a little color out. And I want to go back to, it's just, it's, you know, every, anytime I do a painting, I think of it as an experiment. Now, I do like the lightness of this. I think you just went a little too heavy. But what I see here in your petals, or in your background, actually, is that you have a lot of color on your brush. So I think your color might be too heavily pigmented, and you need to work a little bit more with that water to color blend in the palette. Because when you apply the stroke of color on, it kind of sticks and then you get the water on here and then it's it's not necessarily um flow it's just a little bit of practice that's all that is is the water to color blend and that's mostly what what we have and you can see right here that that is pretty heavy and dark so that's why i think that you need to work a little bit more with that water to color blend i think you're really really close <coughs> So, so just continue on with that. And then here, we've got a lot of the same value through the, like you have this blue here in the shadows. I think your shadows turned out really great. And it competes a little bit with this background, but I think you've done a great job. And right through here, these lines, it's. The photo's a little bit blurry. So um, let's take a look at this. So you may want to soften some of those edges right there so it's not as heavily pigmented. And let's go in here. Okay. I'm, like I am limited to my colors. So if you see me putting a color in and um, it may not, I'm just trying to give you the idea of going a little dark. I'm going to go ahead and try to push this back a little bit more. There we go. Okay, so let's see if we ended up going a little bit darker through here. And just what my mind is thinking about is that we want some contrast. And right now the background is all pretty much dark. And it can be like that, but I'm trying to bring some clarity to the flower. And if you want, you could leave it like this, or you could try to bring in some, a little bit of light just by lifting a little color out. You could think about it if you wanted to, but you've done a great job. And let's say you decided you didn't want to do that. Go ahead and get rid of that. Let's say you decided to go even darker through everything. Oops. Okay. I don't really want, I, I wouldn't necessarily suggest that you do this, but I just wanted you to see by going darker, we get more attention on the light, but also that dark is pulling out that dark area there. So soften those lines on the leaf. But in general, you're doing a really great job. I really like these shadows through here. Oops. Get rid of this. And what I like about it is that they're not all the same value. So that is a big, big job. I think you did a great job through there. All right, and let's take a look at this one. Cleared my little dot that I made on this. Oops, make sure to mute your microphone. 
let's see, we've got somebody that I need, I might have to go and hold on for one second. Let me make sure that everybody is muted. Okay, and I'll come back here. Okay, so we were right here on this one. Now, I thought this was actually very interesting. You had the um, more of a peachy color through all of that, and you were very successful getting this highlight right, or that backlight in the flower. That turned out beautiful. Well, very, very well done. So I think this is wonderful. I like this light color right through here. And it's very interesting to see your shadows be warm instead of cool. And you are very successful with them. So congratulations on that. You did a great job. Your branch could use a little bit of a shadow, but I, I, I think it's okay. You know, um, here, let's go ahead and just put a little uh, shadow in there just to see what it might look like. So before you even try to do it, let's see how it breaks it up. So I like your highlight in there. So I don't necessarily want a solid shadow going back there, but I think you can see by just doing a little bit of that, it pushes it back more. And if you think, oh, no, it doesn't, then that's okay. Then maybe it doesn't, but you're the artist. Okay, let's look at this. And this was the one, oh, here, let's take a look. I cropped this one a few times. So this is the one that was submitted, and you've done a beautiful job. It, it feels very old-fashioned to me. And... And uh, let's see, it looks like you're working on the arches paper and you're doing a lot of brushwork. So I personally like to minimize my brushwork, but what you've done is just fine, it works. And I think you handled your leaves very well. I know that we discussed that before. And here I did a little bit of cropping. So you could, let's take a look at all these. Okay, so there, we kind of lost the flower because you have so much background. And then by this one, by cropping a little bit more, you start to focus in on the flower. But what I didn't necessarily like with that is that leaf on the bottom, that petal. So I cropped it again and trying to get rid of that. And let's see if that was the one. Okay, yeah. So it's that one or this one. I think I like I do think I like this one the best, but I'm not terribly fond of that little um, spot on the bottom. But again, you're the artist and whatever you like the best. Okay, and then with this one, I know the there was a comment that came with it. I guess, uh, let's see, they didn't like the, oh, I think they put the indigo wash over it. And I think what's happening here is that you're starting to add a lot of water in the background, and then you're starting to get that ring around here, which I think you're fine, just be careful. And when you do put a wash over it, what I would do is tilt my paper. So let's say I have this one here. I would tilt it so this corner right up here would be touching the table, and that way the water and the color is not going to accumulate around the flower. So you want to be careful with that. So when I've done things like this and applied another wash to push it back, what I would do now is come back in again and then start to uh, look for some dark areas. So I might, that also helps to crisp things up. So like I'm looking at the colors you already have in here. So what I could do is go on like this, not necessarily with that color, not even with this color, but just go and put colors back there, darker colors, darker values. Once this dries, make some shapes. And then with my number 30 brush, come along and soften the edge so you have that intensity of color on top of this wash but then you are softening those edges and you should be able to see that in the um, lessons i think you handled your shadows very well and with this line here all right so if we have this line here let's take a look at that 
Voilà. Okay, when you have all this here, what you could do is just take your number 30 brush and soften right over this. So pretend this is gonna be clean water. So instead of it accumulating along the edge, just take your number 30 and soften through here so that water doesn't stay, or that color doesn't stay accumulated along the edge. Okay, I think we have a question here. Let's double check. Okay, oops. I always forget I have those tools on when I'm looking at that. Uh, and then Sarah says that she seems to be creating hard lines. Is this yours, Sarah? Yeah, oh, that's interesting that she was able to get the chat. Okay, Sylvia says cropped top and bottom and the branch extended off, okay? And Monique says she likes the cropped version with a larger bottom. And Agnes said she uh, would like to see the broken branch extended to the edge of the painting, like an, uh, the area showing at the bottom, okay? And let's see. Okay, so Sarah, this is yours. Would you like to unmute yourself and ask me a question about this? You're welcome to do that. Or actually, I can find you. <laughs> All right, I, I found it. <laughs> okay. All right. So, so this, yeah. Well, I seem to be always getting hard lines on the edge of things. How do I avoid that? Excuse me. I just took a sip of my soda. Um, <laughs> what's happening? It's the amount of water that you're putting in. So. Okay, so when you put your color down, either there's two reasons. Either you are reapplying water while the surface is still damp, and then it's lifting the color from the bottom and then pushing out to the side, so it's accumulating a ring around there, or you have too much, that's most likely what's happening, or you're taking too much water and color and putting it in there and then continuing to put water back in. It's pushing the color out to the side. Does that help? Okay. Yes. Okay, so nice to see you. <laughs> okay, so um, yeah, so that is what's happening. I'll try, to, if I can remember once we do this, I can try to show you. Let's get rid of my little lines that I made. Okay, and make sure to mute yourself. And then this one is wonderful too. I love the lightness in here. Just wanted to see. We still have, oh my goodness, we still have quite a few to go through. All right. So I'm gonna to try to go a little more quickly through these. My tools over to the side, because they all really basically need the same thing. And this just gives you an opportunity to see it. I like your yellows there, but what we want is some contrast. So if you go a little darker, then I think the big thing is fear. A lot of us have are afraid. Oh, there we go. Okay, so I'm gonna. I just tried to get to a larger tool to cover a larger area. I don't want to go over your yellow. So if we had that yellow down there, so how would you handle it? What I would do is go darker in these areas and the area that I have the yellow. I would just soften the edge with the number 30 and have more water in the center, but not a big glistening puddle. It's damp, but not, not that um, wet. Now again, every artist is gonna be different. Your personality is gonna come through this. And I think you've done a wonderful job. Now my tendency is to go a little heavier and stronger with it, but you might be a very gentle person and it, it will be reflected in your art. I just kind of stopped for things, I think. Okay, now, so if I'm just going darker, then we're starting to see your flower. Then these highlights are starting to stand out. So it could take another little, um, some more color here and there. And let's say you put I'm not necessarily going to suggest a glaze for you on this, but let's say you did it. If you did put a glaze of water, you would focus your color in areas and then have mostly water through these areas and then it'll transition. But that 
helps to crisp up your flour and create more depth. Okay, let's go on to the next one. And this one, I like the colors that you use through here and up here on those anthers are wonderful. Your leaf looks great. I like that you didn't put too much in there. You could put, enhance this a little bit more. And this is okay too. I mean, as far as the shadow there. But I think you're doing a wonderful job here. And this is interesting too with your shadows of your stamens. Uh, usually they're focused down here, but this works. This is good. You did an excellent job. I love, I love your use of color through the entire painting. And here too, wonderful use of color, beautiful uh, uh, stamens and anthers, and your shadows are very nice, good values, wonderful color through here, and your leaf is great. So this is very successful. And we can see that the shadows are darker here and here and darker up here, but it's not so dark. And that worked out very well, and so did your buds. This has turned out beautifully. And we've already looked at this one. And now for this one, my concern was the shadows in the, for the uh, stamens was a different color than the shadows in the rest of the flower. So if you have more blue, you're gonna have to incorporate it here and there. So all you need to do for that is actually, uh, let's see, try to get another tool. All you need to do is maybe wet an area or you could even separate your petals, like add a little bit of that color through here and then use clean water so that transitions out. I would start looking at separating the petals and then this one will stand more for in front. You could even go a little bit darker through there, not dark, but just trying to bring this color through the rest of the painting. And we've got some of this over here. So where can you bring it? Maybe bring a little bit of it over here. Not much, just make suggestions of it here and there. And that's generally what I would do. And also you might consider going darker in some areas of the background, but you can refer back to the other paintings because it's all the same idea. Okay, let's get through this. And this one was just trying to show uh, the artist that had this, uh, this painting that I would try to go darker in these areas, not necessarily everywhere, just so that way it would pop out. So let's see, I'm just curious, we have our little tool. Okay, and let's take a look and see what it would look like if it was darker in those areas. A little bit there, and then we're gonna go on to the quince. Because I really wanted to try to bring the attention more into the flower. And I would really try to work with those here, just soften those up. And you can easily get rid of some of those lines, those hard lines with that magic eraser. Okay, let's get on with that. And then we go on to the quince. Get that on there. Let's take a look and see what we have. They're all wonderful, great job. We have quite a few of them. So what I'm going to do is um, we'll go through it fairly quickly, as quickly as possible. Okay, let's start with this. I think you have a nice balance. This is wonderful in your background and it really makes your uh, fruit stand out. I like how you have your contrast up here. And I think my suggestion to the artist was to be gentle. I don't know if this was the first one or the second uh, one that they did. Okay, we have a question here. What ones are new in color is similar to Hansi yellow medium? Uh, Boy, if I, I, I don't usually, I don't know, I think maybe, maybe a rolling, I would probably use transparent yellow. I would prefer that. So that was the question there. And for this one, when I said to be gentle with the color application, what I wanted to do was suggest to them to, let's try to get this little tool. Let's try to bring a little more color up there. 
And I like how you transitioned it through the bottom, but I was looking for it to have a little more shape. But I think this turned out beautiful. Your use of color in the background is excellent. So you did a wonderful job through here. And then this one, I think that your branch is a little too stiff and that completely makes sense because if you're working on this and you are, uh, you know, you're, you're trying to work in sections so it's drying faster. So then in that situation, I would come back in and I would put a, uh, let's see, some clean water and try to soften that edge up. Now you don't have to do this, but let's see. I just wanna to try to push that back a little. I wanna bring the attention to your fruit and not that branch. So let's say you went over the branch, soften that up, soften that line. And if you can't get rid of that line just by applying color over it, then use that soft, uh, Mr. A clean eraser to soften that edge. And then you can put your clean water over in this area and the pigment will continue to travel. And you don't have to cover all of this area on the side. If it has clean water, there's going to be enough pigment in the area where the branch was to travel over and to tone that down. And so by doing this, now we start to see the fruit more and it doesn't compete with that branch. Let's go ahead and take that away so you can see. You've got wonderful color there. That's, so you can still have the color, but just tone it down. And like I think I mentioned, or I was about to mention earlier, is that sometimes we get afraid of whether or not to do something, but if we don't do it or try it, then you're never gonna know. And this to me is more abstracted. And this here, this line looks like maybe you might have, this is a very common thing. I don't know if you did this or not, but I kind of think maybe you did, is that I, most times I like to lay the shadow down on top of the image, I, on top of the subject. I put the base color down first and then the shadow, but what you may have done possibly is put that little sliver in here, which would have been that highlight and then treated this area separately. And then you end up with overlapping lines. So that's what we need to be careful. And over in this area, it could use some contrast. Let's see, go over here. Okay, somebody needs to mute their mic. Make sure you're muted. Okay, just see how this starts to go back. But I do like, I like everything. You know what, I might actually consider cropping it more because your fruit looks a little, you know, it's a little, not necessarily lost in there, but it doesn't, it doesn't stand out as much. So try consider cropping it a little bit. You've got a lot of wonderful things going on, but instead of trying to fix all that up, consider cropping it. I love your colors that you've got over here. Just hold on for a second, everybody. I wanted to make sure that I mute somebody. All right, and then there we go. And find where it was. Okay, so I just want to double check something. No, that's not the one I was thinking about. Okay, now everything looks beautiful with a white background. It's gorgeous. Your fruit is wonderful. Your highlights are great. So this was very, very successful. It's the challenge is trying to marry the background and the fruit and leaves together. I'm also wondering if this was done on 140 pound paper. With 140 pound paper, you just get an entirely different feeling to it. So this is be just beautiful. You get more detail, more fine detail. And this turned out very nicely too, but again, our attention can go to that dark background there, that dark branch. So for that, if I can do this. Little tools, come on little tools. Well, you got the idea of what I did in the last one. Just try to soften this. I would go, actually, you have so much pigment over here. You could even try to just put clean water over it and just wiggle it a little bit to try to soften that hard edge because you've got so many soft edges through here and that's more defined and that's not where we want the attention to be. So you're doing a great job. And then here, again, we've got a lot, uh, a lot of space around 
the fruit. I think you've handled this very, uh, it's very interesting through it. And you've got the little branches, but you might want to crop it down a little bit too. I don't have a cropping tool that I can do easily with this, but consider cropping it. I think, I don't think this would work. Actually, I mean, I don't think my little cropping tool would work here. I don't think so. Uh, even if I do that, um, I can see it, but you can't. So, all right, so that's something to consider is to do a little cropping here. And all right, so here we have this, and then they came back in and they added all this area around it. My concern with this is that I thought there were too many lines going to the, I, I can understand that what they're probably trying to do is draw the attention to the center, but you don't need to try to really uh, direct them because they're going to see it anyway by just how you have your fruit. I can crop this way, I didn't think about that. And also these lines going towards the center, I think there's just too many coming to a center point. Let's go back to this one for a second. And when you have the hard lines, then our eye goes to those hard lines. So you are doing a beautiful job. It's just, just practice and balance. Okay, now you've done a good job through here. It looks like you did a lot of lifting perhaps, and uh, you do have some nice water use up here. So, you could go and put that wash over that. You could consider that, but I think you're pretty good through here. Or you might want to add a few shadows right down here, just a little bit if you want. But you're pretty close to being done with this. But if you, if you want to do that, put it up, live with it for a little bit, and see if you want to add anything to it. Now, if you want a little more shape into this, let's take a look at that. You may want to, that's where I would place a stroke. Maybe not there, you could get rid of that. A lot of times I would, but I don't think that's gonna work. I think right through there is good. And let's go ahead and try to just soften that up a little bit. And then you'd have your attention going to by all these little wiggly lines here, I think you get the idea that now you don't really see that as much, you know it's there and you don't have to make it solid. Apply your color here and clean water and the water will transition and so you'll still see your underlying image, but it will be toned down and then you'll be able to go right into your flower. So I think you've done a great job. Okay. And then with this one, you've got a real heavy bottom on here, and that's okay. So you have a lot of shape. Let's take a look if I can get that tool up. There we go. Try to get that shape up there, and try to get the right colors. You may want to try to bring a little bit do you see that little bit, of, that little line there? We've kind of tied that together and gave a little bit of shape up there. You don't have to do much. I don't know about going right up to the edge, but something like that, because then it really enhances that center of the fruit. And I'm just curious that if you put a very light tint over that, like uh, why I'm thinking about right here, add the contrast next to this leaf. So that way this area pulls out and then we really start to see your luscious fruit there. And then the water and then the pigment will travel in the clean water and it'll tone it all down. And then our attention will come more towards the fruit and the leaves. Okay, and I think it was this one that they might have too. Was it that one? Yes. All right, so here again on white, great job with your shape and spattering. Good job, your branch is wonderful. And then what a difference with that background. How interesting is that? Very successful. 
and you handled the background beautifully through here. I love that. I like that little bit of light through here and then those highlights in the background. Very, very well done. Okay, let's see where we are. This is beautiful too, very harmonious. This is wonderful. I think you've done a great job. I think I'd leave this alone. I think uh, this was a good use of color and balancing. This too, very nice. Uh, you might be careful with this line down here a little bit. Uh, let's see, what do I want to do? You might want to just kind of reshape that a little bit. I, leave it alone, but in the future, I think you're very, very close on that, but uh, the shape could be maybe softened a tiny bit just because of the line. Just think about it. For, let's go ahead and kind of, if we stand back from it, then you can see what I'm hopefully saying is that looks pretty big right through there. And I don't want that to compete with the highlight of the fruit. And your background's beautiful. Okay, this is very, very well done. Beautiful job through here, wonderful, great leaves. I think this is the same one. And so what's nice about this is that you can see what it looks like without the background and then with the background. I just want to make sure that I'm talking about the same one. <laughs> All right, yes. Oh, okay. We've got a question, I think. All right, bye, Shayla. Take care. Shayla's got to leave. So actually, here we are at the top of the hour. I still have a few more to go through. And if you have to leave us now, I just want to thank you for joining us. And I think um, we'll have one more meeting. And... Uh, before before the end of the session here, you can always continue. Actually, before we, I'll let you go. I'm going to continue on in just a second with the rest of these paintings. But if you have to leave us now, I wish you all the best. And um, we'll come back and have one last meeting before the end of the session. And I will let you know about the upcoming ORCID class, if that's something that interests you. And then we can continue. Okay, so I'm going to look at the other paintings, and for those of you that have to leave, thank you for joining me today. All right, so here we have, whoops, make sure to mute yourself. Okay, otherwise I have to go back there, mute. All right, so we already looked at this one. This one had that branch in there. And now what I, th I thought this was really interesting through here because um, this is different and it has that use of water in the center, as you can see. That's why we're getting that hard ring around there. Let's see, let me take a look. We've got a chat that came in. Let's take a look. Okay, thank you, Sarah. All right, so, but why this works is because it is so different. It's it's like intentionally different. So there is really to me no right or wrong in this. I think they've taken the idea and interpreted into their own style whether or not they even know it. I think they've done a wonderful job and also it has a very antique looking uh, look to it but that could be also the lighting of the day. I don't know but this turned out really nice. And even this, very different. So it ends up being very stylized. And I mean, there's, there's things in there you could say, oh, you shouldn't do this. Like maybe you don't want to have this line or that line, but in this style that this person has done, I think it works very nicely and great use of color. All right, and then here the leaves look great, and this looks really good. And if I think it's fine as is, you're right on track. And if you want it to be more dramatic, you can always go darker with your background, but I think it's fine as is. I think it's very successful. And then this is very wonderful through here, great highlight. I was a little concerned about this standing out too much, so you may want to. Uh, I'm just curious. Let's go over that. You know what we've been doing all along. It's the same thing. If you went over that just to push it back a little bit, you don't have to have a lot of color on it. It just means tone it down. And if you tone it down, then your attention comes to the fruit. 
and you've done a wonderful job lifting colors out and making your highlights through there. So that was a very successful painting. Okay, then let's see. I think actually we might even have just one more. All right. And I don't know if this one had a background in it. Let's go for this and take a look. So when it comes to these areas, the little windows of color, uh, it's a funny thing. It's like wanting to have them in there, but not have them stand out too much. So let's go ahead and get that little tool. We just want to sometimes, because that helps really show that there's those little windows of light coming through. So you may want to, with a very light tint of color, go around this and then incorporate it into, basically, this is like just tinted water and pull that out a little bit more. You've got a great highlight through there, good shadows here, nice job with your spattering. So you're right on track, you're doing a beautiful job. Okay, all right. So that is actually all the paintings we have for day, today. And um, did anybody else have any questions? Go ahead and see everybody here. No? Or I'm trying to think of anything that I need to show you. Okay, let's take a look. I'm gonna look at my paintings here. And uh, I think that we're fine on that. So I think that that was, I don't think there's anything critical I need to show you today. So I think uh, we'll have another meeting in a, not next week, the week after, and that'll be our final meeting. And um, unless you have a question, go ahead and write in the chat box. But um, otherwise, I'll, I will see you next time. Does that sound okay? All right. Okay. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for joining me. See you later. I'll post a recording on the page. Bye, Agnes. Nice, so nice to see you. Take care, everyone. Thank you so much. Bye.